listening to the Uloft Podcast, presented by United IUP, a community of college students and young adults in Indiana, Pennsylvania, who are dedicated to unite with each other and Christ to change the world around us. We hope that this podcast raises questions and answers others, while ultimately starting a conversation to discover unifying biblical truth in this chaotic world. Shouldn't I just hold it like this? Oh no, that you was the I first could. thing that everyone heard. <laughs> restart. <laughs> that one, yeah, that one's not going on there. Let's restart. Oh, come on now. <laughs> For the record, I'm holding the mic and was talking about that. We yeah. are, man. That was, that was the funniest <laughs> opener we've ever had. I'm keeping it. Um, okay, well, oh, no. I mean, considering the series that we're in, uh, you know, it's fitting. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we are talking I'm, about proper mic <clears throat> technique, and I am... Always sit too far away from the mic, and so yeah. I'm holding it closer. That's what we're talking right. about. Right, nothing else. To hit recorded a Indeed. very unfortunate, Poor, poorly timed. Um, okay, <laughs> so I'm what sitting here. What a great here. morning! I know our last our last podcast opened up with touching knees and the highest of atis, mm. and then now this one. It's escalating. It is. We should. We're getting worse. Yeah, we need some more sleep before we start these things. More coffee or something. Yeah, next it'll be a, a men's group studying the Song of Solomon. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Would there be anything worse in a church? Like if you if you had a small group, that were like just we're going to side up just a bunch of dudes reading, <laughs> reading Song of Solomon. Oh, that would be awful. Oh, man. <laughs> next men's conference is uh, Song of Solomon. Yeah. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Oof. Is she is ever going to do Song of Solomon? I hope not, because I don't want to be in that room uh, <laughs> since I lead worship there. That would be really weird. <laughs> it got yeah. a little weird last year, and i that's as far as I want to go with that. Oh, yeah? Oh, bro. I mean, I was just handing out. I was... I was outside handing, signing people in, so I didn't get to hear anything. No, but. there was there was some one of the ladies. I'm not going to say who, and I don't. Even, I'm going to repeat what she said. She said some just you know, it's fine if you're in a room of all women, uh, if you're in an arena of all women. But there were men there, and so it was just awkward. Is all like it was just nice, cool. Love Thanks that for, for saying you guys. that. <laughs> yeah, love that for you guys. It's great. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something again this year. So I am here with Kendall and Caleb. And Yo, we back. This is the Uloft Podcast. <clears throat> we're going to talk through some questions that are particularly relevant to the series that we're going through, the relationship series that we're going through at United right now. And so I'll just start off with the first one, which is what is the good and bad of dating apps? So just to preface this question, we do live in a world of dating apps now. Um, I think that one of the things that has changed here because of the dating app is that so many people it's so ubiquitous at this point there's so many people using it that to expect to <laughs> that was yeah that was a loud uh i opened it under the table <laughs> he tried to be sneaky and opening an, an energy drink under the table i said i need more caffeine so i'm sorry i interrupted your question ask the question again. dating so, apps <laughs> dating apps are so widespread that yeah. i think that when people say go to the whole foods market or something they're just not looking for their next potential partner spouse um in places like that like when they go to a place like that their radar is just not up for it because they know back home they have the dating app and if you're a female on a dating app you probably also have hundreds of messages in your inbox to choose from you know to for your next potential date so mm -hmm. um it may have broken classic dating i don't know what is what are the what is the good and bad of dating apps well i mean i'm the oldest one here and 
the one who has been married for a while and met his wife at a karaoke bar. So uh, I will let y'all answer first and then I will <laughs> answer after that because I have strong thoughts. Yeah? I, well, I mean, do I do. Ever, yeah. I, here's a, here's a <clears throat> had nothing to do with this, but I just want to peer into the brain of Kendall. Do you have weak thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I have not. I don't think I've ever heard like a non-strong opinion from you uh, or something. Usually, I will not say them. Yes, if I have weak thoughts, they don't get out. Uh, okay, because they're enough. not strong Fair enough. enough. Yeah, because they're not strong <laughs> enough. They haven't worked out enough. They haven't. I haven't worked them out in my brain enough. <laughs> That's fair. That's actually a wise thing. If you don't have good formulated <laughs> opinions, you shouldn't opinionate them. Yeah. yeah. Words of Indeed. wisdom from Kendall this morning. Boom. All right. <laughs> Off to a good start. Okay. So I think that. Th- um, I'm trying to. Now that we're talking about formulating opinions, have y'all like, used? Have y'all both used dating apps? Let's go. Let's start there. Uh, I used dating apps once. Okay. Um, and nothing ever came of it. In fact, the only thing that came of it was me feeling terrible about myself. Because it's like, you know, you can go on. And I don't know if this is the case for every guy. Um, but it's like, you know, you swipe right on people. And it's like nothing ever happens. And you're like, oh, my gosh. no! Like, it's an if you want to feel bad about yourself or know if other people find you attractive, dating apps are a great way. Because you either immediately <laughs> know you're not attractive to other people or... Um, you immediately find out you are very attractive because either you get a lot of swipes, so to speak, or you get none. Um, and I like to think that my physical attractiveness may be average. I'm a very winsome person, though, I think, in person, right? So inevitably, I, I've always done better. That doesn't come across on an app. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, in person, I've always done better. Here's, But I'll, I'll say this. The only... I think really the only utility that a dating app can have in the positive sense is if you are in a place, which I think the odds of this happening are about 0.01% maybe, if everyone that is in the dating scene where you physically belong just sucks as a person, right? And you actually have to find someone outside of the pond that you normally swim in because everyone in that pond is toxic, right? It's like, I think the odds of that happening are pretty slim, but I guess it could happen, right? And so you have to find some way to meet someone outside of the pond of people that you swim in, right? Um, I think the, like I said, the odds of that happening are slim, especially considering if you belong... Specific because we're talking about Christianity. If you belong to a church, it's like the odds of everyone in that pond being bad is not high, right? Like, you know, the odds of everyone being, you know, if you're single and you go to United, the odds of everyone at United being terrible people that you shouldn't date, slim to none, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's probably somewhere there. And so the the utility of the dating app kind of goes away because it's like... You, you could be finding a person in person, which always has much more authentic relationship. You're off to a better start because meeting someone in person and, and discerning whether that person is someone that you should be interested in is always better face-to-face than via, you know, a social dating app, right? For the very same reason that, mm-hmm. you know, in the adverse effect for me, it's like, you can look at a person on a screen and say, wow, that person looks very attractive. They 
have the same interests of me and they could be totally lying or those things could be true but you meet them in person and you're like this person can't hold a conversation to save their life and it's like oof or this person is too much like me and i yeah don't want, and i don't want, I don't that, want that right <laughs> um whereas you know someone that you might have swiped left on on a dating app mm -hmm. will actually could have been a really great person had you met them in person right mm -hmm. Um, and so it's adding an extra, I think dating apps by nature add an extra unnecessary step into the equation of dating. Because, That's a good way of putting it. Because you, in some sense, you think you're narrowing down your list, but you're actually adding another, another level of getting to know a person in there that you could have like, you know, you say you're hanging out in a group at United and you see someone every single week and you see how they interact with other people and other people seem to like hanging out with them. You automatically know that they're okay, at least a personable enough person that other people like hanging out with them. You don't get that right on a dating app. You have no idea. And they could be out to murder you. I was about you to never say, know, right? say the, I, I hope the old not, man but, thing, they could murder you. Right. Like the, the, <laughs> you know, I hate talking about catfishing cause everyone talks about it, but it's a very real phenomenon, especially when it comes to personality. Right, like you can catfish on looks, mm -hmm. sure, but you will never know what that person is actually like until you go meet them. And you might as well have been hanging out with them beforehand anyway, right? So the utility of it in my mind just kind of goes down. Like I said, I guess if nobody around you is worthwhile in dating, that maybe it has some utility, but the just like the, the negative consequences of it, I think just far outweigh um, and this is from my time being on a dating app. Like I just felt like a terrible human being after like being on a dating app that I was mm. like, this isn't worth it. Or my mindset was, I'm not here to date. I'm here for something else. Yeah. Right? Like if I was using it for something else, one, not good to begin with, but even if I was using it for dating, I didn't go on a single date because of it. And I just felt like trash afterwards. And it's like, well, why would I do, why do, am I doing this to myself? And I had that conversation. Why am I doing this to myself? So I got off it, right? Yeah. What about you, Michael? Your eyes have been shifting around and you've been smirking this entire time. I feel like you have thoughts on it as well. because he agrees with me. Oh, I, think, I, no. I actually think that Michael disagrees. The time has <laughs> finally come to discuss my perspective on dating apps. I've been fearing this. Um, okay, so. I actually think that, so I'm a formulaic thinker. And once you kind of crack the code to how to use a dating app successfully in terms of like returns, let's say, um, man, you can order up people like you order up pizza. Like it's, and that's a good thing. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not, I'm not yet. Oh, okay. It's like, wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> so, so, but it, it actually is a good thing if you're trying to find the right person, because the law of averages suggests that the more dates you go on with the more people, the higher your likelihood of finding the right, right. one. So from a purely mathematical <clears throat> standpoint, dating apps make sense. Okay. So they make sense in a, in a couple different ways though. Um, when you walk into a grocery store, uh, say from a, a, a man's perspective, there are a lot of women in there who are not trying to date. Like they're just trying to get their groceries. And if you Correct. were like, Hey, how you come here often? It's like, get away from me, creep. Um, <laughs> Okay, Wait, don't so, you know the, the, is it watermelon trick? 
You, okay, so there's a thing. I don't like, know how to do this. Can you show I, me I'm if pretty this sure. watermelon is good? Am no, I no, holding this right? No, no, no. Well, yeah, if you see someone, like if you're at Trader Joe's, I think this is where it's like everybody knows this is Yeah, the you knock on the watermelon, right? Well, if you have just a single watermelon in your cart and you're walking by people and you're purposely not putting other things in your cart, people know. It's like, oh, oh okay, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. This see, I would have used it as like a pickup thing. Yeah, but nobody, like... Very few people actually know what makes a good watermelon a good watermelon. So it's like, why would I ask you? Well, there you, you? go. Then, well, that's the whole thing. You start the conversation. See, Do I grew up know... in the age of non-digital yeah, dating. Yeah, so he has all so these tricks. So I have to be you... able to figure okay, out some tricks. <laughs> Here, and I grew up in both hands. While you weird. guys while you guys are wasting your time with watermelons, I'll, I will have gone on five or six dates by then. <laughs> and I'm much closer to finding my future wife you know what i mean like that's 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 the so <laughs> yeah but my question is are you like mathematically yes but part of me wonders if like if i had if i was in a room like i said at a group that we're at we'll just say united for all intents and purposes because that's the one we all go to right and if you're listening it's probably because you've been there if i am just observational of people um and I go up to, and I think someone is also observing me. Like if I go up to them and say, hey, do you want to go on a date? I think the odds of me going on a very successful date are very high, right? So the, I think the question is, how do we uh, make ratios out of a bunch of mediocre dates that might turn into a good one versus one really good date that turns into another one that turns into something significant? I, I would much rather go on one date with one person that goes really, really well than, and someone I already know, than go on 10 dates, which is exhausting, and I'm broke. It's a, it's a right? sniper versus a shotgun theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Oh, that's <laughs> awful. But yeah. <laughs> that's actually, and it's like, okay, I'm paying for all of these dates now. It's like, oof, I'm not Mr. M like, I don't have that kind of money, right? Um, whereas if I think I invest with one person at a time and say, let's go on a date. Let's see how this goes. I've already like seen you around. I know how you interact. I, you know, presumably find you attractive. Um, and you know, I, I think there is something to that. I don't want to just throw out. It's like, if the only thing you're looking at is attractiveness, that's bad, but it certainly plays a part. Right. And I would rather much rather go on a high quality date one than seven average dates. Yeah, so because otherwise you're just wasting time, right? Uh, you're wasting right. your own time. So I the think other you're thing creating like, more anxiety. If you uh, yeah, that. I think so. It's like okay, now I have to get rejected potentially five times to meet one, whereas I only have to, you know. So all of this, all of this is kind of built into the formula. Um, if if you're rejected, if you go on a date and it doesn't go well, first of all, there's a high likelihood that it didn't go well because you didn't do it right. Like you, your your part of it was not. Um, and this is why like the first, okay. So the first dates, the second dates, the third dates, um, mostly performative. Uh, you're just trying to see whether or not the person will like you, whether or not there's attraction, whether or not there's chemistry, that kind of thing. Um, you don't really get into the deeper stuff until you're already maybe dating or you're getting to know them at a deeper level. Um, so if you, if you get rejected on like a first date, it shouldn't hurt you that much because you know that this person knows almost nothing about you, that they're rejecting you for some kind of superficial reason at best. And maybe they're just confused or maybe, you know, I, the, I think there's utility in like, maybe it's a lie if you tell yourself this, but there's utility in saying, okay, well, if someone rejects you, they're just confused about what they want or they're just not like. Yeah. So question with that though, um, 
if let's say, yeah, you learn how to be rejected, right? But the problem with having lots of small amounts of those is you never learn why, right? If you invest in someone for a very, very long time, if you're going on dates, if you're really liking this relationship and then they reject you, I think you actually have an opportunity to say and be, you know, introspective and say, why is it that I got rejected, right? If someone of, if I'm dating someone three, four, five months, and then they reject me, I am going to be introspective. Whereas if I go on a date and it doesn't go well and they don't like me, yeah, who cares? I'm not going to be introspective. Well, you could, you could easily that. say, oh, well, it's their problem. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, what's wrong with them? Yeah, like, and you they should, must be you should like, say good luck. That. You should say that at job interviews. You should say that everywhere you get rejected because that'll help you keep your yeah, but what if the, what up. if you are the common denominator in all of these okay, and you're the horrible well, reg? So so let's just let's just uh let's I think pump, it has to be both and. Let's I think pump, you have to do both. Let's pump the brakes here because what we're suggesting is that a a dating app is not going to lead to a long-term relationship, which again, this is all in how you use it. Like if you use this tool, first of all, I actually haven't said it's not for going sure. to. Right, but we don't yeah, want to set people, up friends who ended up getting married because of it. Okay, so what I'm saying is that if you go on multiple it's difficult to string together mm-hmm. a lot of first dates in rapid succession without using a dating app. That's not easy to do. I would agree. Um, it's easier to do with a dating app. And I think that you can filter people, you know, that maybe aren't a good match for you. And you, you may not know that on a first date or you may know it on a first date. Like it depends on, you know, what, what it's like, uh, you know, whether there's something about them that you're just fundamentally unattracted to, yeah. whether it's, you know, in terms of their personality or physical or whatever it is big fish in their profile pictures and you don't like fishing it's like okay this probably (laughs) isn't gonna work because clearly this person likes fishing indeed yeah so uh, yeah i get the for the record if you're listening to this and you're on a dating app this is not us condemning you in the least bit right like there's probably a good reason why you're on it or maybe there's no good reason (laughs) and you should at least think about why you're on it listening to this um so just because we're having a back and forth doesn't mean that we're automatically like, condemning you one way or another. Right. So you have to... <clears throat> this is just fun. You have to approach these tools the same way you would approach a first date with someone you've never met. Like, you have to be careful. You have to have some kind of defense set up Okay, so that's so so that's my biggest thing. And he actually mentioned this a while ago, and you just, you just uh, stepped in it again. You said someone you've never met. So the... The best way, I think, the most ideal way of dating is to observe the people that are in your sphere already, that are in your classrooms, that are in your job, that are at your church, that are at United, that a friend of a friend knows pretty well. Like, you kind of have a community that's built around you that you have an understanding of who this person might be, and then you go on a date with them. So you might not have ever even had, like, the full on conversation. Um, but at least you've observed them in some way and not in a creepy, you know, like a stalker stalkerish way. way. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just going to scroll Don't your do Instagram. That if you're listening. I'm going to scroll your Instagram and accidentally double tap something from two years ago. Don't yeah, like that. You, you bring your journal of observations for the first <laughs> yeah, day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you're at United and you should be taking notes from what we're saying and instead you're taking notes on people, you're doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. So no, you shouldn't be doing that. But I think that like the pool of people that you are having a conversation with or that are having conversations with your friends, like you should be looking at them first. Um, Now, let me say this, even though that's not how I met my wife, 
I can, and I, and I do not regret at all the fact that we got married and that the way that it has happened, except for she did not know me well enough. Um, and I would say that that's probably more de- that was probably more detrimental to some of the problems in our, in our relationship early on, but I also didn't know her well enough. Like, yeah. I mean, we met at a karaoke bar and then a couple of days later hung out another time or like maybe a week or two later went on a date. And so it's like, did we know each other? No, not really. We had spent maybe three hours together and that's about it. And so we kind of knew each other. Um, but like I was terrible and like kind of played myself up like you would on a dating app. I kind of played myself up at this particular uh, karaoke place and I had to the next day text her and apologize and be like, Hey, some of these things that I told you, I'm actually really young. Cause she was, she's older than me. And I wanted to look like I was old enough. I thought that me being 19 or 18, whatever at the time was dumb. And so I was like, well, yeah, I'm actually like 22. And that was a terrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> cause I didn't look 22 <laughs> at all. Um, but I had to apologize immediately. So what I wish would have happened is that we would have had more of a conversation, um, that, or we could have observed each other a little bit more. She could have observed me. And that ended up happening through our dating process. But I do wish that that was, that was the case because yeah. it would have opened up more conversation for us sometimes in our dating. Um, it would have opened up maybe deeper, more intimate conversation that we needed to have about, you know, about things that we each enjoy or things that we've gone through or whatever. Like, I think that if you observe one another or observe people in a way, or you kind of see them interact with a community, then you have more of a foundation that a relationship can start on. And so I think that's what Caleb is saying is like, it can lend itself. You're right. You can't rack up a bunch of first dates, but it could lend itself to a, (laughs) it could lend itself to a better first date that is actually going to, to produce more fruit because now you have a stronger foundation already. And so when you don't know anybody, and this would go honestly, so like back in my day, <laughs> sounds so old. 1720s. <laughs> my, honestly, my kids asked me if I lived in the olden days that's and I want to punch them every time way to I say that. Meet women was at the local stable. <laughs> well, what I was going to say the is- local watering hole. At the well. I, well, I actually do have, I do have a point here that I'm going to take you on a journey here. Okay. So back in my day, the uh the community like the the central hub right for meeting people yeah it was a bar was a bar yeah. or like and really that's almost church. it okay yeah like a church or a bar like that was all now How hold is on that different wait from what? A dating i'm app. not i'm Ooh. about exactly oh, I have an i'm about to get there hold on i told you i'm gonna take you on a journey i don't normally do this i'm gonna do it i'm pulling the michael bond uh <laughs> arguments uh, Life <laughs> like the, the rhetoric i'm pulling the michael bond rhetoric out right now okay so back in my day that was the way to do it whether it was me or my friends or whatever like you go out to a bar and you're trying to find someone to well probably to hook up with, but possibly to actually <laughs> which is not go good. on a, no, it's not good. Don't do that. Which is, but to, but to actually possibly have a date with, like, that's what you, you're getting your number, whatever. Like when I, when I uh, saw Ashley, my wife, like my friends asked, did you get her number? Like, did you, did you make sure that you can contact her again? Because that was the point. Like, um, and that was the town hall, so to speak. Like that was the central hub. Okay way back in the day, the central hub was more like your school or your church for sure. Um, or, or yeah, like 
hanging out in the streets, like at the saloon or something, you know, like you're just chilling, <laughs> chilling on the porches like you see in those Westerns. But like you had a certain place that you could meet people and you had a certain pool that you could, that you could speak to. Nowadays, the central hub for everything is on the internet. So I'm saying one, this is a natural progression yeah. of dating and how you date. But just because it is a natural progression does not mean that we should jump headfirst into it without some caution. And so your original question was, what are the good and what is the bad? Well, the good is that, yes, this is a natural progression and this is a central hub to meet people. And, you know, you can make sure that you meet people within your 50 mile radius that you might not ever have met before. Um, and that is actually a good thing. Like, you said you're you're, uh, you're mathematically ratio. setting yeah. yourself up for success. You're you're setting yourself up for success exactly. So that is a good thing. The problem is, as human beings, we all suck, and we can absolutely pervert the central hub for dating. And we have we perverted it before. Um, I perverted it back when I was in the dating pool, and so did my friends and everybody that I knew. And some people still do that in a bar like they pervert the dating pool that way um or even in church uh they they pervert it that way even in united you can pervert the dating pool or you can pervert your opportunities and it's the same way and i think it's heightened and that's the problem right it's heightened in dating apps it is so much easier to have a one night stand on a dating app than it ever was before like it is so simple to do that. Obviously I haven't done that. I've been married the whole time that dating apps have been out, but I know people who that is their number one goal is I will swipe right on every person that I think is attractive. And if they, if they swipe on me and we match, I don't have any intention whatsoever to take them on a second date. I have an intention to take them out tonight and to leave them in the morning. To leave them in the morning, yeah. Or to leave them or that night. Leave them in the night. And then guess what? <laughs> I don't ever have to contact them again. They're gone, and it's easier even then to forget about them on a digital space, like in the digital space. Whereas back earlier on, like, so let's take it even further from not even in the 2000s or 90s or whatever. Like, let's take it all the way back when your dating pool was smaller. It would have been much harder to forget that person because you would have seen them almost every day. Yeah. Or you would have seen them around you all the time. Or if you're, if you actually are looking in a church or in a United, which by the way, you should be looking in these places for uh, potential spouses because they are also pursuing the same things that you're pursuing. Probably um, they're pursuing Jesus. And that's, that's great. If you were to then have a one night stand with one of these people, well, you would have some accountability in your life. You would also have to see them all the time. Um, and their friends would probably all know and they would know who you were yeah. and they probably wouldn't be happy with you. Yeah. Like, so I think that that is the danger in the dating app is that it's much easier to pervert the dating process. I'm not saying everybody does. I've known people. We have a pastor even on staff at our church who signed up for a dating app once, found one match and now is married with them. And that's freaking awesome. Wow. But other people <laughs> I know have perverted this proper this situation so poorly. And so I think the good is that your ratio goes up. The bad is that your ratio goes up and you can pervert it much easier because of being a human being, which is why 
Who gives a crap how you're dating? You should be working on your character and making sure that you are also trying to find someone who lines up with that character as well. And they're not trying to pull you into something different. Which, by the way, if you are on a dating app and you swipe right and they swipe right and you match up and you go on a date, you have no clue if their moral compass is the same as yours. Their intention on that date might be completely different than your intention, which, by the way, if you are a female, is a terrible position to be in. It's a horrible position to be in. As a guy, okay, maybe you can work your way out of that, but even temptation, it's a terrible, like, temptation-wise, it's a terrible place to put yourself in. And this is why the observation of the people around you is way more important in my book and has way more validity in my book to your dating process than actually going to the digital uh, central hub for yeah. dating is it can create more problems than it can. Um, it has the potential to create more problems than just simply observing in your natural habitat. And I, I think we'll uh, to bring some scripture in here because that's probably important. Not okay. So for the record, there, you will not go in the Bible and find anywhere in there where it says no. "thou shalt not" or "shall." Jesus doesn't talk dating about dating app, apps, right? But that doesn't mean it doesn't have anything to say, right? Um, so I, I think something that actually you kind of pointed out, Michael, that is correct is you, I'll use the word choosy, but in a positive sense, regardless, uh, like whether you do it in person or on a dating app, you're still being choosy, which is a good thing. I, I think you're just in person, you're being choosy ahead of time before you go on a date. And with a dating app, you're uh deferring the choosiness until after you've been on a date, right? Yes. So you're still being choosy regardless. The The question is, um, uh, you know, as silly as this is, it's like, what would Jesus do? Well, he didn't date anybody, so he probably wouldn't be on a dating app. But in theory, like, what does the Bible have to say about this? It's like, okay, so... One, one of you sitting here is going to swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I think actually does speak to this, there's this passage um, Jesus talks about um, a man building a tower, a king going to war, and he talks about counting the cost, right? Um, and he says, "Who? it would be very foolish for you to try to build a tower without counting the cost first, right? Without making sure you have all the materials, without doing all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then you go and try to build a tower and it, you realize that three quarters of the way through, you don't have nearly enough materials to finish the project. And then you just have an, un, a, a tower that's just standing there incomplete or who goes to war. I think this is in Luke 14. Anyway, who goes to, what King goes to war with 10,000 men against a person who has 20,000 men without counting the cost to see if they can win some way by a tactical advantage. Right. And I think that the one of the positive aspects of in-person dating and by in-person i mean obviously your dates hopefully are going to be in person regardless of whether you choose you know a dating app that's a whole other problem um (laughs) but the the fact that you have observed someone beforehand that you know them ahead of time is you have more opportunity to count the cost right it's not that you can't count the cost with the dating app you can go on a date and then count the cost but the more time that you give yourself, especially on such a big decision as marriage, the more time that you give yourself to count the cost. Now, you can make up for that by dating for a really long time, right? Like, that's why I said it's either deferred choosiness um, or choosiness beforehand, right? And I think choosiness beforehand 
is probably always the better route because you have more time to discern whether or not someone is going to be right for you before you even go on a date, right? And so I get what you're saying. Like, it, you can still be choosy. You can still do positive things to make. And that's why I'm not saying, like, we're not condoning dating apps because you can make them work. I think one of the things that Kendall's trying to say is, like, yeah, you can make them work, but it also, there's a big door to temptation that's there that you wouldn't necessarily have if you were in person. And all of the research when it comes to how we build relationships says that mediated relationships are never as strong as face-to-face relationships. And so can you overcome that? Yes. But wouldn't it be better if you just started off on the right foot to begin with? And I think that's where I come from. I'm not condoning them. Um, I just think you could start yourself off on a better foot. And if you could, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So I agree. That's a really long, that was a, Almost 45-minute answer to <laughs> one so, so question. I'll just cl- That's good. That's all we had to talk about. I'll leave, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my final thoughts with this on this particular issue. Um, I agree, Caleb, with what you're saying about how it needs to be face-to-face. You need to um, – the, the selection process needs to happen on in, in person, whether that's before you start dating or during yeah. the dates. Uh, one, one of the abuses, I would say, of a dating app is um, – trying to get to know the person through the app before you ask them on a date. So I think the the better way of doing it is first contact. Hey, let's, hey, go, on a date. let's go get coffee, very public place, whatever, you know, we'll, so we'll you're be not there. In the it's middle about, of the so, day. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's just <laughs> a Saturday morning. All, all it's doing is it's sorting out the people who actually are interested in a date versus the people who are not. And so I think that it helps there. Now to Kendall's point, I also agree with the potential danger of the dating app. Um, and I, I, I agree vehemently that they need to be used responsibly. The ish, and, and would I want to go back to a world before dating apps? Uh, probably, yeah. Like, yeah. I, think, I think that's a better world. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the rub, though. Um, guns are used to kill people. People wow, use guns d- to kill people. <laughs> Joe, I'm, I'm excited where this argument goes. So, 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 so here's the thing. Um, because some guns exist... I don't want to ever be without a gun. Um, and would I want to go back to a world before guns completely? Uh, you know, maybe. It's probably just more brutal, the violence, because yeah. we're using then less lethal you, so. force, but whatever. <laughs> like, we're not going to go there. The point remains, um, because some people have guns, I don't ever want to be without a gun. That doesn't mean that... that um, Guns are not dangerous. If you have little kids in your house, you should absolutely lock the gun up because of the potential catastrophic consequences of abuse of a gun. Same thing goes with dating apps. Because dating apps exist, it's it's made it that much more difficult to date in the classical sense. And so I think that um, I think that if people look at these things as tools, the same way I would say that you should view a gun, and you treat it with respect, then your quality of experience can actually be a lot higher than if you don't have one at all. Yeah, I think it can. I think at some point, this is a very short thought, at some point, maybe 10 years down the road, like so someone who's maybe 18 now using an app, when they're in their 30s or just about to hit their 30s, they might be sick and tired of the digital dating space. And so it might actually end up setting you apart if you don't use it. It might be refreshing. And I think that's what we're going to end up hitting at some point anyways with the digital age in general. But I think at some point, like people will actually, I mean, think about it. There's a new app now 
be real like is blowing up and the reason why it's blowing up is because you can't filter anything um you have to post immediately it takes a picture of what you're looking at and uh you so it's both your front facing camera and your back camera like all y'all people listening like y'all know about this um but the reason why it exists is because people were getting so tired of the overly fake Instagram stuff and the overly curated Instagram stuff and so now this way is a way of quote unquote being real um, to the people who are who are following you or to your friends and I think that that's just a glimpse at what we're going to find later on um, and dating apps will be kind of rolled into that that it will be refreshing at some point within the next decade when we kind of return a little bit more to the face-to-face, return more to the grassroots kind of thing. Um, and I think it's going to end up setting you apart at some point down the road if you're if you're not already married. So That's interesting. That's an interesting concept for an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so anyway, we don't hate apps. We would advise you to be cautionary <coughs> with them. Okay, so let's say you... As in all things, moderation. Let's yes. say you got yourself into a bad situation vis-a-vis a dating app how do you break up that's the question we'll uh close this podcast with how do you go about breaking up with someone hey say, i don't want to date you anymore in the recording <laughs> that's how you break up so that's one of that's one of the strong <laughs> thoughts making it out of kendall's mind you know you know how you tell someone you don't want to date them anymore you tell them you don't want to date them anymore so it's it's that simple. It's that easy. I would say yes, and some things on top of that. So there is, uh, I think, a level of, and this is actually a point that I made earlier on that talked about like we should be introspective, right? And I think, I actually think breakups, and I'm not saying this because I preached an entire sermon about this last year where I mentioned this, but if you're curious, you can go look that up where I accidentally made a bunch of people break up with their, maybe not accidentally. I kind of... It was intentional. It was intentional. I didn't know if people would actually do it. People did actually do it, and I don't know if good things or bad things happen <laughs> from it. But um, if you're looking for that, you can go find it on our YouTube. It's breaking up something. It's called Send That Text. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the this thing about being introspective, right? So if you just went on one date and it just didn't work out, do what Kendall did. Just be like, hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't think this really worked out. I don't, I'm, you know, I wish you the best good luck right that's fine if you have been like dating someone for a while and then you realize it's like this is not a person that i want to spend my life with i think it requires a little bit more tact than best of luck right um <laughs> yes it does because, but you at least start with i don't want to date you yeah yeah no, the start of it i, I would agree you is have the to same be up front I, I think if you just went on one date like your reason for not dating anymore can just be like I, you know, I didn't just didn't think it went that well. You just right? can't, you just can't say I want a break. I just got to figure stuff out, you know. Yeah, I think and, we need and some space. That's crap. by, Don't by that. good gracious, do not ghost them either. Um, but if you've been like on a date for, if you've been going out for a while, been on a couple dates, you know, maybe you've been dating for a little while. If you're going to break up with someone, you need to have some answers as to why. Um, at least for yourself, because then you can be, because sometimes we just break up and don't think about like it, it just didn't feel right. Like, and that's, you know, that it often is an initial reaction, but usually that it doesn't feel right because there's something going on, right? Either in your life or their life. And you need to be clear about that because that can either help you realize that maybe you've got some junk in your life that you need to work out, or maybe they've got some junk in their life that they need to work out. And it would not be, 
like you're setting them up for failure if you aren't willing to say like hey part of the reason this didn't work out is maybe because we both have communication issues um but um I felt as if maybe you overreacted to some things that were very minor or, you know, it could be a whole handful of things, or it's like, you know, I think you're, I I didn't like this relationship because you pushed me on boundaries that I didn't want to. Um, And I, I'm not okay with that. And you should, you know, maybe be introspective of the fact that why are you pushing people's boundary when they don't want, like, if you, if you don't give clarity on that, neither of you grow from the experience and you're both just lived in limbo wondering why did this person break up with me? Right. And so you're doing yourself a favor and them a favor by being clear on why breaking up, why you broke up with them. Right. So I think breakups are a wonderful opportunity to grow. The problem is nobody does it well, including myself. I would say 92% of the breakups that I've ever, um, initiated or uh, was broken up with did not result in any growth whatsoever. And you know what happened? I went into other relationships that didn't work out because I never learned from the previous ones because no one was clear with me and I was never clear with other people as to why these weren't working out. Um, And eventually someone sat down um, with me and said, Caleb, these aren't working out because you've got X, Y, and Z problem. And did that hurt? Yeah. But did my next relationship go significantly better? Yeah. And now I'm engaged to her. So there you go. So real quick, um, does readiness to break up and unwillingness to solve problems translate to readiness to divorce? If you're unwilling to solve problems, yeah, I think so. Yes, because I think I think sometimes in Christian circles, um, we try to make people hypersensitive to red flags, where it's like, I, th- I think there's wisdom in paying attention to a red flag. Yeah, but if you drop the ball at the at the second you see something that's like yeah you're, you're never gonna orange. find anyone that yeah um, so i think that's what well and um this podcast comes out on friday but we're recording it on a tuesday tonight i'm actually going to talk about like conflict and how you resolve conflict and i think one of the things that you can determine in dating um is that your breakup speech should not be your first time of conflict like that should not be your first uh you know your initial uh, step into unless it was a first date, it just didn't go well. Yeah, and so, but if you've been dating for a while and you've had zero conflict and now it's time to break up, that's a problem with you, like because that means you're not able to actually voice your your issues, your problems, and so if you'd continue to do it that way, then yes, it absolutely. Uh, perpetuates the problem of divorce yeah, you'll 100%. never have a successful relationship yeah and then you're practicing divorce right like you're actually practicing that um if however you are uh you have conflict in your relationship and you actually bring it up and you actually talk through it then it will teach you then how to have conflict in the future now if you want to bring up conflict and your uh the person you're dating doesn't want to and they want to deflect it well, that, that actually should be a red flag. And you should be like, oh, well, maybe this conversation of conflict actually does go to we cannot date any longer because we are never going to resolve anything. And when if, if and when we are married and we have an issue financially or with our kids or sexually or with our jobs, we're never going to be able to resolve it. And it's going to end up in divorce or hatred or bitterness or contempt. And so you, if you have that problem, if you're perpetuating that problem, it actually starts earlier where you haven't resolved conflict early on. 
Now, right. if your natural default is to deflect, we're not saying that every relationship you're in is doomed to die. Um, but it means that it's like both of you need to have a conversation. If you know that your significant other's natural um, reaction to conflict is to deflect for whatever reason, it's like you can work out a way that that system still works, but it's hard to do you so. Still, and you, you still need have to. to figure out a way to resolve. Yeah. So conflict. like my yeah. fiance, if we've got a problem, she doesn't like she needs time to process it and would much rather deflect for a moment than uh, just deal with it right away. My natural tendency is just to deal with it right away. We have figured out a way where I can still feel fine in the fact that we're I know we're going to deal with it, but I can at least give her a little bit of space to process her thoughts before we do that. Right. And so, but that took a lot of practice and a lot of times of us doing it poorly, where it's like a problem came up and I wanted to deal with it immediately and she did not. And I forced the conversation and it didn't go well. Right. And it was mostly my fault, not hers. Right. Because I wasn't willing to learn how she does conflict. Right. And so you, every successful relationship has to learn how to do conflict well, regardless of what your style of doing conflict is. You need to learn how to do it well. Um, that is an essential to making a marriage work because there is no marriage that exists that doesn't have conflict. Now, to bring scripture into this as well, because uh, I feel like we should do that. That seems to be important. Anytime that you have difficult conversations like that, I will remind you that as a Christian, if you are a Christian, um, you should, because these are the fruits of the Spirit, do those things out of love, with kindness and gentleness and self-control and goodness and faithfulness, right? And if you do not do those in with those in mind, that is not good, right? Like anytime you start a conflict, anytime you should be working, even if you're breaking up with someone, you should be gentle and kind. You should not berate the person and just give them a list of all the terrible things that they're doing, right? That's not good. Um, that's not Christian in particular. We should be, even when we're doing these things, still uphold to the Christian values that we say we're living by, that you're filled with the Holy Spirit by. You should be gentle anytime those things happen um, because that's what Jesus would do. That is a great preview of more of the answers that are going to be coming tonight at United. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you have missed it. You may be able to go back and watch it, uh, maybe depending on if our stuff works for if that. If Michael does his um, job, he'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, but, if, but if, if you don't want to miss the next one, where can you find us? In person. <clears throat> in person. <laughs> in the hub. Uh, September 27th, we yeah. will be in the hub finishing off our, uh, our relationship series called Sex, Mary Kill over the Song of Solomon, the Book of Song of Solomon. So, um, yeah, it's been wonderful already. I mean, technically it's only been one week, uh, but we all heard the sermon that's going to be preached tonight, so I think it's going to be good tonight too. Yeah. Uh, we're doing some Q&A stuff. So if you have any questions, like uh, you can DM us as well, at United IUP on Instagram, and uh, we can dive into some answers for you uh, there as well or answer them here on this podcast. So, yeah, make it happen. You have been, do you have something to say? I was just say be blessed. Oh, that's, that's. you have been <laughs> blessed. blessed. <laughs> you have been not because of us, but hopefully because of God. To the U Locked podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the U Locked podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to it. Also, come out and join us for a U Night every Tuesday at seven twenty-seven p.m. This is a time of music, friends, and important teaching. You don't want to miss it. 
You can learn more about Unites, as well as everything else we do, by visiting unitediup.com. Thank you all for hanging out with us, and we will see you in the next episode.